Hey everyone, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and I just wanted to give a big shout-out and thank you to all of you, our loyal listeners and viewers. We've been doing this for almost three years now, and that's mostly because of your support and your encouragement, which we really do appreciate. If you would like to help the show but don't have the funds available to donate directly, remember that if you plan on doing any online shopping at Amazon.com, if you first click through the Amazon banner on our website at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net, it'll give us a little kickback without adding anything to your bill. It's a great way to support the show and allow us to continue creating a wide variety of free Battletech and MechWarrior content for your pleasure. Are you buying something specific and want to share your story? Send me an email at bombadil at nogutstonegalaxy.net and maybe your email will be read live in the next podcast. Thanks again, everyone, and enjoy the show. The Inner Sphere Chronicles with your host, Walter Tucker. Join me now as I examine the events and decisions, both past and present, that have shaped the course of human history across the Inner Sphere. When they arrived in the Inner Sphere in 3005, nobody suspected the true origins of the Wolf's Dragoons mercenary unit. Throughout the next 40 years, the Dragoons established for themselves a shining reputation as an honorable and elite unit, rivaling many of the units that had existed for centuries longer. Even with their advanced technologies and unprecedented manufacturing capabilities, nobody could have guessed what the Dragoons were really doing. The original mission of Wolf's Dragoons was recon. Commissioned by the Grand Council of Khans, Wolf's Dragoons were to report on the readiness of the Inner Sphere to repulse a clan invasion. And they did their jobs well, for a time. It's not known exactly how and when Jamie Wolf and his fellow Dragoons made the switch, but their time in the Inner Sphere, amongst its people, fighting its wars, changed them. At some point, they began to see the Inner Sphere as full of people worth protecting, people deserving of freedom, not to be conquered by the savage clan war machine. It may well be that Jamie Wolf's love for the Inner Sphere ultimately saved it and its people from the full wrath of the clan invaders. And it may yet be that the people of the invading clans, now living here alongside the same people who changed Jamie Wolf's heart and mind, will come to the same conclusion that he did. I'm Walt Tucker, and this has been an Inner Sphere Chronicle. The Inner Sphere Chronicles is written by David Martin, with additional material by George Ledoux. Produced and performed by George Ledoux and Voices in My Head Productions. Any similarity to persons living or dead is a product of your imagination. Prepare yourself for more face-melting, metal-stomping music. Armor will be pierced. Fluid will be spilled. Machines will fall. Warriors will rise. Animatronic brings you a soundtrack for armored combat. Available now from NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. Join the invasion. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Game Casting Broadcast Network.
live from the outreach studios around the world. This is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Podcast 120. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. Today is September 10th, 2014, and I'm joined by Darren. Hey, everyone. And today's co-host, Brandon. Oh, hi, everybody. And Tyler. Hello. All right, guys. Anyways, I just want to say a quick shout-out to all of our live studio audience members. Hopefully, you're having a great day. Let's go ahead and dive into the topics of discussion. There hasn't been a whole lot of talk about this, which I'm surprised, but we're going to talk about it, which is the clan balance changes of last Friday's patch. Um, obviously, a lot of people were wanting the clans to be, you know, nerfed, and some are saying leave unbuffed and OP and Timberwolves, all that fun stuff. All I gotta say is one word: Stormcrow. So some changes went in. I want to get your guys' feedback, Tyler specifically. Uh, we had a few weapon changes: uh, one to the IS uh, ER large. We also had clan ER large, medium, small, pulse, and then we also had LRMs. Um, Let's go ahead and start with the first one, the IS ER large. Uh, some saw this as a nerf, um, but then if you read it correctly, it's sort of a buff. More buffs than it was a nerf. So what are your thoughts on the ER large for IS? Well, you get a little more efficient on the, the heat, obviously. It's down to 8 heat from 8.5. Uh, then the duration was increased, though, to 1.25. And I'm fine with this because... As we all know, PPCs recently were nerfed very hard. Their projectile speed way down. So lasers have kind of taken over as the new primary meta and need to curve curb the ER large, even for the inner sphere a little bit. But that's more for inner sphere on inner sphere. Uh, we'll talk about the, the clan laser shortly. But overall, yeah, I would say this is a, a buff for the ER large laser. And for some reason, the poor regular large laser keeps getting left out. They just keep buffing and adjusting the ER. I want to see the large. Hey, uh, speaking of the large laser, Jaeger, how much, uh, how often do you use that? I mean, when you're ta- we're talking IS here, um, if you're looking at the regular large or the ER, what makes you decide what you're going to use? The inner sphere large laser hasn't been used for months now. So ever since they first started buffing the ER large laser, and there's still no incentive to use it yet. Okay. Well, see, that's surprising because, uh, for instance, on my cicada. Uh, 3M, I've been rolling too large, two mediums because of the range module. You know, that extra 50 meters may not seem like a whole lot, but most of the time when I'm engaging targets, you know, 500 meters for, you know, your effective range on a large is actually quite nice. And then, you know, 1,000 max. So I think where it comes down to, correct me, uh, Tyler, is that the IS, uh, the, the ER is just better. Like, you get extra range, you know, I mean, why not? And and we see the tendency of players basically navigating, player behavior, right? Navigating towards, if I can do damage at longer range, um, so, you know, by the time you close, uh, you're pretty much dead or about to die. That's exactly right. Not only that, then we have the clan ER medium laser to deal with right now, which is basically the same range as the large laser. <laughs> Does slightly less damage and only weighs one ton instead of five, so that's rough. Well, what would you guys do to the regular large laser inner sphere to uh, to make it better? Some people are saying maybe a slight heat reduction or whatever. Is that is that enough? 
I'm thinking, just speaking of here, probably like a heat reduction. I would say even make it the large laser so the ghost heat or whatever, it's three instead of two. You might see a little bit more love that way as well. Well, also you have to look at it is, um, I don't think heat's enough. I think what you have, you, you have to tackle in a few ways, right? Do you want it to be more heat efficient or you just want to be it more deadly, right? The the actual DPS, the, the, the damage of the weapon, right? You don't want to increase the range or do you? Because then you're bridging that gap between the ER and the large. So if the ER is range, right? And a little bit more heat, the large laser should be less range, more damage. Um, I sort of look at it that way. I mean, you remember too, that's one of the issues you were talking about, uh, Tyler, is that if you have a chance to do damage at a longer range, you will. I mean, we see that with Clan Mechs, that they're a perfect example of that. Um, but now you have two weapon systems, a large and an ER large. The only difference is range. Okay, you're getting that extra range, but I'm getting a little bit more damage to the large laser to make up for that range. I think what Catra said is a, a great idea. Increase the heat ghost heat cap to three. That sounds great to me. Reducing the heat, that sounds fine to me too. You're already paying five tons for this thing, so it's not really competing with the medium laser in the first place, which is at one ton. So lower the heat, increase the ghost heat cap to three, see how that goes. All right, somebody did bring just bring up uh, inner sphere, small lasers, small pulse, but you know what? Let's get back on topic. The topic is clan balance changes. Well, I mean, this this was a part of it, and, you know, it was one of the things that happened last Friday. Now, the, the, the clan balance changes, specifically we're talking about the ER large medium, small, and then all the Pulse and the LRMs. Um, first off, let's tackle the uh, LRMs and the Clan Streaks. What were you guys' thoughts on this? I mean, basically we had a cooldown increase. Um, they sort of standardized it. A cooldown increase from like, uh, for instance, 3.25 seconds to like uh, 3.5. Um, so basically they made it to where it takes longer uh, to fire your weapons, which means the heat value on that would actually help you um thoughts well it's i'm fine with the lrms being nerfed they're very powerful in the current meta because once again because ppcs got nerfed and so those ppc ballistic combos aren't seen very much anymore so in the laser builds people are spending more time exposed to shoot their enemies with their lasers get their full burns in which leaves more time for lock-ons to happen which ends up hurting people with lrms so uh, I'm fine with decreasing the DPS on them a little bit. I was about to say, yeah. The the increased cooldown time, I think, is definitely a good direction. Um, I wouldn't decrease, like, anything else, really. If anything, I'd maybe increase it a little bit more, but not too much more to hurt it. So maybe another 0.25, maybe. Uh, but right now, I think they're sitting in a pretty good area. That being said, uh, over the weekend, we did have the uh, challenge going on there with the Lance, so I did get quite frustrated at some times. I'd still like to see Advanced Target Decay get nerfed. I really do. I'm really tired oh, yeah, of how long definitely. those missiles stay on you after you're behind cover. Was most of the frustration geared towards the LRMs then? It, well, it, was, more, it was more a combination of things. Uh, the, the LRMs, if you got a team, like for example, us and Aces, we are running all missile boats, so I guess we were aggravating to people as well, but when you got it in return, it, it, it both hurt and was a bit annoying uh, getting just rattled 24-7. I had complete opposite experience. I dropped with uh, Tyler and a few others. Um, take ECM. Like, and we totally, we had, out of all the matches I played during the challenge, I had, I think, a total of actually three. Now, that's three out of every single challenge match I did for in the Lance. Three that were, the teams were heavily missile. And guess what? We beat those teams every single time. It was like, oh, 
okay, you have missiles, we have ECM, and we have buildings and cover. Or, you know, we're going to, you know, basically... Uh, I mean, even on, like, Caustic and stuff, it was... It, we just worked around it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I felt that people almost over-exaggerated this, oh, my God, LRMs everywhere. And it's like, first off, if you're dropping in a Lance and you know and you're not taking ECM or you're not taking AMS, well, guess what? You get, Of course, you're going to get wrecked. Like, come on, people. Or, I will also say, there is a huge prevalence, and I like this, of UAVs. Thank God people are finally using them. And I'm talking, like, not just one, not just two. I'm talking, like, you'll see, like, eight uh, in a match. And I think this is great because, again, people, um, they'll premature pop them at the very start. You take them out or whatever. And next thing you know, incoming <laughs> lock, guess what? If you're in a, if you're an experienced or vet player, and you're behind cover, and you have incoming LRMs, the first thing you should do is say UAV check. And if you're in a group, which we're talking about the group challenge here, you look up, you get rid of the UAVs, um, and that's how. Or another thing to point out: if you're narked, your teammates should be telling you. I'm not saying you rush your team. I'm saying your lance should be telling you. Um, and or you should be telling your lance mates if they're narked. If you don't, you're an ass. So anyways, uh, I just want to point that out. Like LRMs, I feel that like people, I didn't get the feeling like it was like, oh my god, LRM apocalypse. But people were bitching and complaining because lack of teamwork, I don't know, or lack yeah, of it's definitely, organization. Yeah, teamwork thing. That's what I'm saying. Like when we, when we had a teamwork, when we had teams going and when we were in there, like when we were actually on, on the go with narc, tag, everything like that. It was, it was a hell of a time, but at the same time, on the reverse, if, if we weren't paying attention and stuff like that, oh, it was brutal. So, I mean, it definitely is, comes down to teamwork, and it comes down to everything like that. That's why I'm saying LRMs in general are pretty great, but some some days, some days. I feel like uh, LRMs and strikes are one of those things that will, no matter what, they're always going to get complained about, kind of like ar- artillery in World of Tanks or whatever. My question, though, is that I feel like they did a pretty good job at taking baby steps with this change in the weapons that they didn't, you know, take increase the power, or decrease the power by 400% or whatever. Do you guys agree with that? Was it a small enough step? Oh, I absolutely balance? agree. <laughs> that's that's a great point. This is how I wish balance was done all the time. Not so drastic like what happened with the PPC and artillery strikes and things like that. This is great. A little bit of change. See how that goes. Move on if it needs more. Okay, now I am going to point out one thing that was not affected and was not changed, but I feel that needs a change almost immediately, is LRM, and especially Clan LRM Shake, is ridiculous. Um, the amount of you smashing your head against the cockpit, you know, like, it, it's it's absurd. Um, it needs toned down. Uh, so the impulse needs toned down on the LRMs. Like, uh, can we? Can I vote for more shake and then some bright strobe lights in there? And <laughs> we'll make sure that happens. Injection of acid, you know, might as yeah, well. Yeah, man. You know, like, come on, a good time. IV, you know. Yeah, the shake is bad. Um, I do agree with you, Darren. That small changes, and you know, as we saw in the town hall meeting, this was actually Russ. Russ made these changes. Um, you know, which surprised a lot. He basically said, hey, stop QQ, and it wasn't Paul that made the change. I made the change. Um, you know, He so threw himself least, under the bus. Yeah, you know, but I like the changes. And speaking of which, um, clan energy uh, changes. Now, before this patch, uh, 
laser vomit is now a term um, used by everyone. It's funny. Uh, first, we got the uh, dire well, right? And then the, <laughs> and then it, you know, laser vomit. And that basically came down to storm crows and timberwolves. And you still see them running this, but, uh, you know, two large poles, four mediums, or two year large. Um, the basically, we're able to just, I mean, just do massive amounts of damage. You don't want to face Hogwan. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the ER changes and the pulse changes, Tyler? Uh, it's basically just heat up, uh, range down, and for the ER lasers, they needed that anyways. They're, they were so outperforming their intersphere counterparts that it's just fine. So uh, all those laser vomit builds across the board are basically generating one more heat per weapon system they're using. So that slows down the, the sustained damage quite a bit. Well, I can understand someone saying uh, laser vomit's been around. Yes, but it was never doing what these are doing right now. I mean, even when you look at the uh, the dire with the dual gas, two year large, and six mediums, that's predominantly laser, and uh, it's a lot of firepower. Um, and of course, we're talking about range here, which means um, you know at four hundred and fifty meters, it's you know just burning a hole right through your mech, let alone they're shooting out to, you know, 1,900, you know, something like that. Yeah, I think in comparison, it was like dry heaves before, and this is full-on spew. But I definitely agree that this has made that situation better, less of the vomit. So, question it really, for... It really brought me back to, remember when the um, Awesome was first released with the uh, medium pulse lasers? Mm, yes. I, it kind of reminded me of that, so I think the changes were definitely... And step in the right direction. Improvement, so, yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, when this change came out, I know Zoef is in the crowd, you know, he was like, oh, I'm sad panda, my Nova. Well, y- look, you shouldn't be able to run around and shoot six ER mediums, con- you know, nonstop for the entire, and like 12 of them, not just six, I should say, six at a time. Um, you should have to manage your heat, right? You should have to have that skill. It is skill-based. Heat management is skill-based. So I feel like uh, it was a good step. Now, uh, Tyler, you brought up this point. You, you were sad panda about medium pulse. Why is that? I remember being sad about medium pulse. So I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> you, I'm looking at the changes and remembering, trying to remember why you were sad. Um, you said something to the fact of clan medium pulse compared to the, the ER medium. Oh, right. It's, uh, it's heat was increased to six, which previously was the ER. Right, let me see. What was that? Well, basically, at first I thought they were bringing the medium pulse in line with the ER medium to make it so that, you know, it's twice the tonnage, two tons at a one ton, twice the tonnage, but not even close to twice the effect. And it still didn't get there. It was like, it almost did, but it's not. So still disappointed in the, the pulse lasers overall. The large pulse is still great, but the medium and small are in the sad place right now. So now with these changes, we all pretty much feel like they were a step in the right direction. Where should we go from here as far as clan weapons go? Well, the, I guess the question is for me is, are we okay with the range factors? They did bump down the range on all these weapon systems. They are still better as far as if you look at range to range factor than the IS counterparts. Uh, we also have range modules in for both sides. Um, I still feel that that basically buffs both, and then you're back to the same issue. Uh, it just sort of exacerbates the range uh, benefit of the clans. Okay, so we, they're um, all... Go ahead. Oh, just a poke in here. 
Um, on a, when you mentioned uh, modules for clans, I always felt like if you kept the the d default range on the clan weapons, then um, maybe no clan range modules. Maybe a trade-off type of thing between the inner sphere clan as a difference. Yeah. So no. you're so you're hard locked into that 600 meters or something like that, and you can't really adjust it. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I feel like uh, right now we have cooldown that was also introduced that was uh, in yesterday's patch, but uh, cooldown affecting both sides. Uh, there are still some weapons that don't have cooldown. Um, ER large, uh, UACs, AC2s, and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like, are we happy with the rage, range difference? And can IS on a skill basis... Um, still compete or is it always just going to be clan is always better i mean tyler this definitely is towards the comp scene especially um you know is that even a viable option going is no as it as it stands clan is better in almost every situation uh we could just start i know we're talking about weapons right now but we can just start with the clan xl and i know that that's been talking about and there it's going to be addressed soon but the the clan xl is enough to make the clans OP. Even if they didn't have, even if they had to use all the inner sphere weapons, everything about it, and they just had the clan XL, that would make them OP. So that's that's step one. Then you have, you know, of course, the more efficient Pharaoh and Endo, lighter weapons, weapons that do more damage with lo longer range, more heat, but whatever. It's in almost every situation, you're better off going with the clan mech. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. I mean, remember when we were saying if you look at, uh, you know, just objective and subjective art. If you just look at them, compare one XL to the other, the clans are better. So anyways, Russ has said, and in his command share post, he basically said that is uh, a possibility of going in the game where there's a heat trade-off. You lose your left or right torso in a clan mech, less heat um, efficient, and maybe even a slowdown, which makes sense. I mean, come on. I mean, like, you... <laughs> I, our friend Sidestrafe said this to uh, me and Darity. He basically was like, look, if you <laughs> took a quarter out of your engine, one, it wouldn't work, but two, even if you did, you're losing efficiency. Like, if you took the horsepower and you divided it, you're going to lose something, right? Uh, and that makes sense. And I, and I feel like in gameplay, um, now some people are going to say, oh my god, don't make the direwolf any slower. But look, you're having to whittle through and or punch through all of that armor and at the same time he's shooting your ass and there's you know it's like an atlas to a, a, a dire wolf it's just gonna t you know like that's where i feel like it is part of the bouncing mechanism and it needs to uh happen i think we're all in agreement there so you guys overall you, you're happy with the patch that went in last friday yeah i overall, think yeah yeah overall i yes. think we're close I think it's very much needed step in the right direction of course, any changes that come to the IS that might come to the IS or whatever will determine ultimately, you know, the balance issues. But it feels like it was a step in the right direction and it wasn't overcompensating. Okay, and I also just want to point out uh, Teller's favorite clan mech is the uh, Kit Fox. I just want to point that out. You know, <laughs> it's it's DOA. I remember those words coming out of your mouth, and you love that little thing. It's a blast to play. I, I wouldn't say it's a, a great mech, but I would say it's one of the most fun mechs I've played in Mechor Online. Absolutely. You're here to hear folks. Jaeger, confirming. Kit OP. Fox, top nerf tier. It. Top tier nerf OP. It. Nerf it. Nerf it. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to a topic that sort of came out of the town hall meeting, and I thought it was something to uh, mention and or discuss, and we've discussed this 
a long time ago. I remember when we first started this podcast, and it was before we really knew any details of MWO. And you know, God, we went on speculation as far as like, oh, you know, be awesome, a single or PVE and stuff like this. Well, Russ basically said, when we finish up Community Warfare, we get to do all the polishing that you guys want, and or about single player he specifically said single player and or pve elements and i guess this discussion topic is if you had to choose would you want single player or would you want something like pve now let me put in reference to what i'm talking about as far as pve what i'm talking about is something like titanfall where you have infantry grunts maybe aerospace hovercraft and stuff like that being a part of the battle and or you know maybe they're a part of the stream the different game modes and stuff blah 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 or would you rather just have single player, you know, where you're by yourself? Um, let me go ahead and say this. I would rather have multiplayer PvE, me personally. I would love to to have those elements, uh, the AI elements, just sort of be a part of the battlefield. Uh, hearing, you know, your grunts run around or, you know, tanks, you know, rolling up to give you support and stuff like that. Hearing all those voices and stuff like that. Or maybe even there's uh, objectives where uh, to capture, you have to, you have to, fend off a wave of infantry and so your infantry can get into a building and capture you know like a capture point in a building stuff like that but uh i would rather have pve as far as that's concerned i i me personally i'm sort of over the single player i like playing with my buddies i like playing with you guys i'd love to be able to do that and even if it was pve and it didn't necessarily have to do with player versus player even if it was uh, AI, you know, maybe there was a mission where you went up against some tank regiment or something like that. But uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Bren? I think PVE is very much the way to go, especially with multiplayer PVE. So, I mean, what I would like to see kind of throwing this out here would be, so maybe there's a mission or something, great private lobby, go to like PVE type thing. I invite three of my buddies, we run a lance, we got a set of objectives to do. And if we do the objectives... Um, depending on a number of things, time it took, how well we did it, if we even completed all the objectives before leaving the battlefield, you'd get a small reward, um, maybe something as low as forty to 50,000 C-bills for doing it. Um, probably nothing big, because then people would just sit grinding PvE. I think PvE would be more just more for fun type of thing, but I don't want to just completely do that sort of thing. But yeah, I think multiplayer PvE over single player any day. What if you looked at uh, PVE? It's sort of like co-op. I know the word co-op is being ter- um, thrown out there too, but co-op where um, maybe it was a co-op mode. Remember uh, like a survival, uh, like COD, where you had survival against zombies and you had so many levels, but eventually you get... Oh, yeah. Well, but remember... As well. um, yeah. It reminds me of uh, back when I lived in Toronto, there was a MechWarrior uh, Mech 4 arcade pod, and it wasn't one of the... Um, it wasn't one of the full pods or anything like that. It was running a very special one where it was literally just wave after wave. And you were, I think we were in a, a Thor and you just survived as long as possible. Um, yeah, that type of game mode, I would definitely be behind as well. But I would probably prefer doing the mission type things with three buddies or something like that. A little bit more over that. But that could be an option as well and I'd be very happy with that as well there is one thing it doesn't always have to be player versus player it could be pve you know player with player versus you know some multiple lances assaulting an objective um so you could work i mean they could tie in a multiplayer aspect but it's it's with other lances working towards a common goal yeah and keep in mind that uh he didn't suggest only one or the other and one could easily feed into the other if you're making new assets for pve those could easily go into single player or co-op mode i kind of view single player and co-op as the same thing it's kind of a 
a mission based um, you know whatever um, my preference would be definitely PVE adding some PVE elements to the game but I said this I don't know how many podcasts ago when we kind of brought it up before the only way I think this would work and be good and be positive is if they did it the right way and Titanfall absolutely the way they added the, the, the grunts and stuff in there wonderful totally added to the immersion but then you look at games like War Thunder and I meh, I don't want that kind of thing um, so if they do it right if they have these assets you know and these PVE elements I think it could be awesome and, and totally increase the immersion effect and uh, give you you know more fun uh, to be had in a match Tyler do you have any preference? Between single player and PVE, I would yeah, I would want to go with PVE as well. The game's more fun with friends. I understand that people would want their single player games so they can be the the epic hero of commander of their lance and stuff. But uh, playing with other people is a lot of fun, and that's where I get my enjoyment out of MechWar Online. So if I had to choose between the two, definitely PVE. But it's not saying I don't want to see the the NPCs in PVP environment as well. That would be actually the best for me. Yeah, I think I would prefer a PvP environment with AI uh, included. So yeah, I th- I'd agree with you. And I mean, even if you if you took it and they added those elements to current game modes as well, you know, assault, you had one side assaulting another, um, you know, with AI elements, I, I just think it'd be amazing. So yeah, and I mean, it- when I was saying I wanted PvE, I wasn't saying sans PvP, I was wanting AI elements added to PvP. I I don't want a separate game at this point. I want them to continue adding to this game, um, creating assets that could be used in the future for making some kind of single player or co-op mode, but I want to see continued growth with uh, the multiplayer right now. Now, what I would think would be really cool if they do go the PvE or single player route would be uh, having the people in the PvP kind of influence it a little bit. So the story and stuff like that that would be following would be maybe if there's a big conflict in the community warfare module or something like that, maybe have a single player PVE element uh, or storyline about maybe so like maybe Jaeger and uh, SJR go up against Lords or something like that in a big battle. So maybe you're doing something with the supply line in the background and then something like that. Like I want I want it actually like included as well with. Um, part of your community warfare module to have it actually mean something instead of being a whole separate storyline well i mean even if you uh you know look at this you know a little story time with phil real quick but imagine you know river city and instead of just infantry streaming out of just buildings they could introduce those little drop pods that are part of battle tech for infantry a lot like how titanfall is too that they drop down and they start you know moving out so this is happening on both sides both teams have this kind of thing right and your job is their job is to get in and you know capture that point your job is to protect the infantry and if you're on both sides you're having to look out and shoot infantry but you're also having to shoot mechs as well uh, while the infantry may be engaging you with like a little sram or you know a machine gun fire and stuff like that they're trying to ultimately, you know, capture points. I, there's a lot of stuff like that to where it'd make it really more dynamic to where it's not just mech on mech anymore, but uh, just from a situational and from an emerging standpoint, emergence standpoint, um, you know, and we've talked about this a lot, you know, you, you get that disconnect that you're just like some robot toy running around, right? There's no, there's no infinite, there's no people to really make you, oh, okay, wow, I'm really this big, you know, like that sort of thing. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, because I think we all agree. We'd love to have it, so I'm sure we'll talk about it more 
as community warfare, at least the uh, the final uh, phases uh, kick off and then polish and all that. But uh, speaking of community warfare, Russ brought up something that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, community warfare as far as clan tech only versus IS tech only in faction warfare. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, I'm perfectly all right with this. Again, uh, I was someone in MechWarrior 4 who played on pure tech servers, so I see this as just an extension of that. Um, that being said, uh, I'm a little bit. I would like a little bit more information on uh, how you would go about choosing that sort of thing. So, it, how would I choose if I want to be clan only, and what if all my buddies go IS and I pick clan type of thing, or would it be a unit decision? I think it's unit because it has to do with faction play. As far as when you click faction, it's hardcore mode. Yeah. Um, um, then the question would be like, so for example, if none of my none of the people in the unit have clan max, they only have IS. Is there going to be for clan units like clan trial or trial mech type of thing for people that don't have any clan mechs? Like that's why we like we need more information. Uh, but overall, uh, as far as clan tech versus IS tech only. I'm perfectly fine with that. Again, just an extension of pure tech servers. Well, one thing I think we have to preface this with a little bit is that our discussion on this right now is based on the the prism, essentially, of where balance lies right now. So, of course, everybody's saying, well, nobody's going to play clans. Uh, I mean, nobody's going to play Intersphere. Everybody's going to want to play clans because they're OP, whatever. Um, I think we have to, I mean, yes, we can take that into account because they're out of balance right now. But also, we have to maybe look into the future. When this comes out, hopefully there will be more of a one-to-one balance. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that are hardcore inner sphere. Um, the question is, are there enough? And uh, if all things are, you know, essentially balanced, will we still have the the clan? You know, more a bunch more people going to clans, not inner sphere or whatever. Um, it's a good it's a good point. But we have to remember that things will be different two, three, four months from now. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, if you were to look at it right now, the, the, the only issue I see with this really being is even if you do sort of bridge that gap between clan uh, and IS, but clan is still superior. And, and, and even if it's just a, a tiny bit better, my issue that I see occurring or a issue I see occurring is that your top groups right now, I'm looking at you, SJR, Lords and all the other competitive groups. Um, and I've even asked Tyler uh, about this and a few others. They're going clan. And even if it's just a little bit better, that little bit better means that... It's enough the, to win. It's enough yeah. to win, enough to give them an advantage, and that's what they're going for. And again, they're they're playing the game to win. And especially when you look at community warfare, possibly having resources and all that, uh, you're, if, if you're not playing to win, you're playing to lose, basically, when you, when you look at community warfare. I mean, if you don't go in there with the mindset of we have to do everything and anything to give us an advantage, I'm not saying cheating or exploits. What I'm saying is, you know, using a certain mech or using a certain strategy or anything like that. So, Tyler, thoughts? Yeah, you said it exactly right, Phil. If Community Warfare is going to be recognized by PGI as being their competitive venue and we don't have something like Solaris where anything goes, then all competitive teams, well, I won't say all, but... The, the top competitive teams that, like you said, are playing to win will end up going clans. Like right now, Steel Jaguar signed on as mercenaries before we heard any of this information, hoping that like clan salvage would be a thing or some kind of mixed tech would be. Uh, but we're going to have to end up switching to clan uh, just because we want to stay competitive and we need to stay at the we want stay at the top level. That's the point of our team. That's why we played the game. So I would love 
to be able to play Intersphere as a mercenary, but uh, if this is it, if this is the, the new state of competition for MechWarrior Online, then you're going to see a lot of clan teams. Yeah, now to point out also, I mean, first of all, this isn't set in stone, and also um, public and random battles were going to be mixed tech, uh, according to Russ. Um, but I agree. I mean, we got hard liners like Odwalla and Jay-Z. They're saying they're Intersphere. I see them playing Intersphere um, mechs a lot. But what happens, guys, if your units all go clan? Um, I think uh, one of them said they'll just uh, salvage some Intersphere mechs or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an issue. I think if they're going to go this way and they're going to make um, community warfare faction-based only, then they're gonna, the one-to-one balance is even more important. It has to happen. Well, and that was uh, one of the discussion topics in the past uh, few weeks, and Russ in his uh, clan balance thread, he said, hey guys, you know, we looked at 10v12, but there, here's the issues that arise. And basically, he had like, he said, here's just six, just six, which means there's more, six or five, and, you know, one was pretty much an entire rewrite of the new matchmaker um, and stuff like that. Now, um, one thing uh, that was brought up was the matchmaker in Town Hall also. I'm just going to sort of slide this in here as he basically said on the town hall that um instead of check boxes on assault skirmish and conquest you're going to have sort of a a waiting right a voting um and he said basically what's happening right now is if you have a 12 man sgr and they're dropping uh, sorry to use you guys as scapegoats just you know just example here um and there is another 12 man of lords but that 12 man checked assault only uh or conquest only they actually would not match up against each other or something may along those lines now with this weight system it's basically saying hey yeah i know we know you may have wanted this but to make it more balanced match or at least a little bit balanced matter uh balanced match we're going to put you guys against each other and i think actually that everyone was sort of hey that sounds actually a little bit better i mean what are you guys thoughts on that uh yeah i'm totally fine with better matches uh i'm Sometimes, or usually I'm queuing with all game modes activated anyway, so Matchmaker can do what it want with me, wants with me. Uh, I'd leave Assault mode off sometimes because I don't like static gameplay, I don't like camping, so I try to avoid that game mode when I can. Uh, but overall, yes, I'd be fine with having better matches but not being able to choose my game mode. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this because, you know, obviously Clan versus IS as the invasion is happening, and that's what we're going to experience, right? We're going to go through that. I think uh, basically they're going to say is we're going to let whatever happened happen. At least that's what the initial plan was. So it'll be interesting to hear from Paul about Community Warfare Phase 2, how this is all going to work. But what I mean to happen as far as they're not going to follow the lore per se, as far as like we determine what planets get taken and stuff. So that'll be really cool. Um, but I'm, I like the idea of clan versus IS. My concerns are there that remain and are the fact of your top teams and playing to win. And um, I do think we're going to see more balance as far as the clans and IS. So, you know, he also mentioned a full IS quirk, uh, you know, overhaul, which would be huge and dramatic and awesome. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait. But don't forget, like we, uh, Darren said, public and random matches are still going to remain mixed tech. So until you click on that faction tab, You'll be able to take whatever mechs you own, but when you click on that faction tab, as Russ said, it's hardcore mode, and you have, you know, if you're a clan, that's what you're rolling with, so. Now, of course, but this wasn't set in stone. This is just the current idea. And this, you know, until we see it from from Paul in the the context of a post and stuff, so it may change, so just keep that in mind. Well, and I think we can, I think what actually is 
should be taken out of that is that we can still have an effect on this, you know, the outcome as a community, um, whether it's, you know, Reddit threads or, or here in the podcast and us relaying stuff to them. If we see something being a glaring mistake, then people need to bring it up. And yeah, people will say, well, we've done that about things in the past. And sometimes maybe they agree with changes or ideas. Sometimes they don't. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to quick mentions. We had the uh, new hero, the Griffin Sparky, which uh, I just want to say is a user-submitted build. <clears throat> uh, Tyler? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 here. Now it's a little bit different than I think the first proposed one, but I think overall, uh, Odwalla, Seb, you said you liked it, and it was because it's a little bit more balanced. Uh, instead of it being all right-side heavy as far as energy, makes it a little bit more balanced and not the, you know, uh, it, when it overshadow the uh the 4p uh, exactly but it does have jump chests hudwalla <laughs> mastered it already yeah i know nice uh we also have a uh, clan mech phase 2 announced uh and this was the re- like reinforcement pack he didn't mention anything he also mentioned you know the whole uh clan loyalty and if uh, with that combination details apparently like next week or something like that and he said this loyalty program, you're going to get a free mech. You're getting it, like, September 23rd, I think he said. I think that's Yeah, it date. is September 23rd, and he also, uh, on the forums in passing, mentioned that he, he's looking into something very similar for Intersphere. So uh, we don't know any more details on it yet, but uh, something's coming. And I think that came out of yesterday's town hall meeting when I brought... Someone asked about founders, hey, you know, can't build a house without a foundation sort of thing. I was about to say, I hope that inner sphere back goes towards the founders. It'd be really nice if they got some sort of kickback. Uh, Wing Zero in chat. Uh, look for an announcement um, soon. I think uh, you'll be pleased. Um, also, of course, PGI obtained uh, the publishing rights of you know the, the Battletech IP from IGP. That all went down. We discussed that. He basically uh, opened up as far as the innards of some of the stuff going on behind the scenes um, from maps to design change anyways the whole shebang so he went over that so if you haven't by the way listen to the town hall meeting one through three uh it's three segments sorry that they're not all one but uh twitch was having issues um he also mentioned uh, premium time activation in chunks he said one month chunks and that is huge i think a lot of people are going to enjoy that um you know it's, it's a good meet in the middle people don't want to activate their full time and just run and run and run so there you have it and there was one more thing. Um, I can't remember. Anyways, uh, don't forget shirts. Uh, um, the pre-orders for the Marauder shirt is still live. I'm waiting until this Friday. A lot of people were asking me, hey, can you hold off? Can you hold off? I said, yep. So if you'd like to get a Marauder um, t-shirt, uh, make sure to do so before this Friday. At least you'll guarantee you're actually getting one um, instead of it being out of your size because we sell out pretty quick. Um, and, of course, we have the new album, uh, The Armored Combat, uh, if you'd like to check out that. And support, Such a good album. Support um, NGNG and Matt Animatronic. Um, and of course, our RSS and iTunes is working. Uh, Darren finally uh, got both of those solved. Uh, the RSS was on SoundCloud issue, and then iTunes uh, got solved because the RSS got... Fi- Anyways, the whole thing's fixed. So there we go. 
Anyways, I just want to give a, a big thank you to our community, our listeners, live audience. You guys are awesome. Thank you. And, of course, to our amazing staff, everyone behind the scenes. And a quick shout-out to everyone who was helping uh, for the town hall meeting. We had a ton of people behind the scenes that were actually helping either moderation, uh, jotting out questions, I mean, keeping everything running smoothly. So shout-outs to you guys. Thank you again for your help with that. Um, and, of course, uh, you know our sponsors. And if you want to become a sponsor, help support this uh, TS3 and the forums and stuff like that, you can head over to our forums, check that out. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you again. You guys are awesome. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWarrior podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Cash Grail. And this is Tyler. Until next time, MechWarriors. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube at No Guts, No Galaxy TV, on Twitch at NGNG TV, on Facebook at No Guts, No Galaxy Podcast, and on Twitter at No Guts, No Galaxy. It'd be best if you avoid me. But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with it Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever